Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Scary Story Podcast brings original short scary stories right to your ears every week. Like Dead of Night, the story of a man who moves into a new apartment building only to discover its sinister foundation. Or another recent one, The Delivery where a man discovers a family secret hidden in plain sight. Have you ever listened to a scary story that lingers as if it reminds you of a long lost memory? My name is Edwin Covarrubias, host and writer over at Scary Story Podcast, where every episode brings you a short, original scary story every week. The stories are read just like this, me telling you a frightening story that will blur the lines between this and the world of hauntings, ghosts, experiences that defy logical explanation. You can join us by searching for Scary Story Podcast on your app right now. It's the show by Scary FM. I'll see you over on Scary Story Podcast. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Arkea, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those just voyaging into the dark with us for the first time, welcome. We're so excited to keep telling you stories, but we would like to see if we can give you more than just stories here on the podcast. If you could hear more from us, from the Something Scary Squad, what would you like to hear? Let me know in the podcast comments and or on YouTube. And either way, talk to you soon. Most of us walk around feeling completely safe, as long as we don't see anything that's scary. But just because you can't see a ghost or an entity doesn't mean it isn't there. What is truly terrifying is when you think you see something, because you'll never know if your eyes are deceiving you or if your life is truly in danger. First, shadows moving around you, followed by a deathly lonely night. Then be careful what's behind you. Finally, in our featured story, Memory Lane is a living nightmare. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week, and of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com slash snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. If you'd like to support Something Scary, then consider joining our Patreon. As a patron, not only can you help the show and see ad-free episodes, you can also be a part of the horror and hear your name featured on one of our podcasts or weekly video stories. Visit patreon.com slash snarled. So, want to hear something scary? Lying Eyes When things go bump in the night, Having someone who believes you is a real lifesaver. But when people think you're just seeing things, can anybody help you? Find out in this story written by Janine Pipe. Shawnee burst into tears. She couldn't keep it to herself anymore. 
Her mom noticed her usually vibrant elder daughter looking as if she hadn't slept for a week. Shawnee broke down and poured the whole story out. I've been seeing things, she sobbed. Things that can't be real. In between tears, Shawnee managed to tell her mother that for the last few weeks, she had been experiencing the sensation of never being fully alone. Someone or something was following her, always just out of sight. If she turned around quickly, she'd swear something ducked into an alleyway, merging with the dark. Things moved in shadowy corners, Curtains shifted when there was no breeze. No one was ever there. They had no pets. There was simply no logical explanation. She'd been laying in bed one night and swore something had crawled out of her closet. She was 18, a senior getting ready to head off to college next year. She didn't believe in the boogeyman anymore. But something had been in her room there one minute and gone the next without a trace. She'd kept it to herself since she knew her mom was working long hours and her sister, Max, had been having some problems with bullies at school. She didn't want to be a burden. They weren't a particularly religious household and they didn't believe in the supernatural. Although her mom wanted to help, she didn't know how. Shawnee's eyes were puffy and bloodshot. For now, she just hugged her daughter tight and reassured her that everything would be okay. But the next day, something happened at school. Shawnee had been grabbing some books from her locker when she saw a shape slowly emerging from the bathroom. An impossible shape, not fully transparent, but not corporeal either, flickering like the TV when a storm hits. It was completely without form, yet she implicitly knew it was evil and could hurt her. She let out a scream of terror. Then it was gone, but that didn't allay her fears. The school nurse called her mom. The other teenagers all nudged each other and pointed, whispered, I thought Max was the mad one. That night, they all slept in the master bedroom. Shawnee felt safe in the loving embrace of her mother. Max had been sleeping with their mom for weeks, the bullies having gotten to her. Shawnee woke and groggily looked at the alarm clock. 3.33 a.m. Still three hours until they needed to get up for school. She was about to snuggle back into her mom when something caught her eye. There, in the shadows of the dresser, was a shape. Dark, but whatever the shape was made of was even darker. A solid black mass. Her breath caught in her throat. As she instinctively reached across to her mom, two would witness this thing. But when she put her arm across, there was an empty space in between her and her sister. Donnie turned over quickly to see where her mom had gone and was startled to see Max sitting up and staring at her. 
Mom can't help you now. Max? What do you mean? You're... you're scaring me. Max was staring at the dresser, where the thing had been moments before. Max? Did you see it too? Can... you see them? Shawnee wouldn't have wished this plight on her worst enemy. The vindication of someone else confirming these things were not just in her head would at least prove she wasn't crazy. Oh, dear sister, of course I don't see them, whatever they are, because there is nothing there. It's all in your head, and now you will be sent away for killing mom. What? Then Shawnee noticed the stains on the sheets. No! She cried, looking over the edge of the bed onto the floor, where their mother lay in a heap, dead. You did this, dear Shani. You were seeing things and you thought our poor mother was one of them. So you killed her. Shani lay sobbing, not knowing what to believe. She didn't notice the smile creeping up on Max's face. Of course, no one could have guessed Max had special powers. She was able to manifest shapes and forms of dark matter and manipulate people's minds so they thought they were seeing something sinister. With Max around, it was never just a trick of the eyes. Thank you so much, Janine, for writing this story for us. Have you ever thought someone was following you, turned to see nothing there? Have you ever noticed the darkness in the corner of your bedroom as it gets bigger and bigger? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now, All you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. There are many haunted places all over the world that people go to visit. The question is... If you actually experience something scary, are you the lucky one? Like in this story, inspired by true events told to us by Nicole. Over the last couple of years, I've been to 18 out of the top 25 haunted hotels in the U.S. As a blogger and TikTok persona, I have relished in the ideas of things that go bump in the night praying that I could cash in on some of these hauntings, but I always came up empty-handed. But surely I could capture something that would send me into the social media hall of fame. 
perhaps lights flickering or a door closing, but it was one disappointment after the next. Peabody in Memphis, for example, had terrible linens that made me itch. Even the Stanley in Estes Park, the hotel that inspired The Shining, well, all I could document was their coffee being terrific and the parking was free. I had nothing to show for my adventures except a large credit card bill and 200 more TikTok followers. So I changed my goal. If I had not reached fame by the time I had seen all 25 places, I would quit the endeavor and go look for a nine to five cubicle job where I would spend the rest of my days in a status quo stupor. But then came number 18, the Hotel Monte Vista in Flagstaff, Arizona. The brown building on a barely populated corner didn't appear to have any memorable qualities on the outside. The inside lobby wasn't much to look at either. For 68 bucks a night, I was getting what I paid for. The concierge was a middle-aged man named Dale who had a mustard stain on his button-up. I asked him to put me in the most haunted room, a request I made at all previous hotels, usually getting eye rolls upon asking. But Dale, without much thought, reached for room key 220 and handed it to me. He then said, Just remember, we don't have Bellman. As I entered my room, I began my routine. I went through documents of the hauntings, researching what I might be in for. As I scrolled, there were images of two dead prostitutes found in room 210. Testimony of a man called Meat Man, who used to hang raw meat from the chandelier. And then there were people who swore they heard a bellman knock in the middle of the night only to open the door to no one. Perhaps that's why Dale was so informative. I then began to set up my four cameras with night vision and crawled into bed, hoping to catch something. To be honest, I drifted off to sleep, expecting the night to go as boring as the previous 17 hotels. Then, at 3.23 a.m., there was a knock on the door. I jolted awake and ran to the door. Through the peephole, there was nothing. I grabbed my phone and then opened the door, hoping to catch something. Nothing. Except there was a cool breeze that blew by me. I crawled back in bed and went back to sleep. The next morning, I packed up, disheartened because a knock wasn't enough to get my 10 million views. It wasn't until three days later while in a coffee shop that I rewatched the footage. It showed the clock turning 3.23 a.m. and the immediate knock that scared me awake. It showed me walking to the door and looking through the peephole, then opening the door. That's when it happened. A tall man, well over six feet, brushed past me and entered the room. He immediately walked up to the farthest camera, all while I was getting back into bed and stared deep into the lens. He was gaunt with bulging eyes. As he backed away, his uniform became clear. He was a bellman. Watching this, I spilt my coffee and gasped out loud. The bellman then went over 
and slowly crawled in bed with me. I fast-forwarded to speed things along. He laid there for three hours until the sun rose. While I was still sleeping, he got out of bed and walked up to the camera again. His mouth was moving, but I couldn't hear anything. I leaned closer and turned the volume higher. Suddenly, the laptop shrieked and I could audibly hear him yell, Don't come back. Then the screen went black. I banged on the keyboard. Nothing. The footage had been wiped from all of the cameras. It's like he knew I was watching. Hotel Monte Vista was the last hotel I stayed at. I don't plan on staying at any of the remaining of the 25 most haunted hotels. And I'm currently interviewing for a clerical job in Seattle. Thank you so much, Nicole, for letting us know about these true events and inspiring this story. Listener, are you brave enough to travel to the Hotel Monte Vista for your own experience? If you were Nicole, would you be willing to go back to the hotel? What do you think the bellman wanted? Sometimes others can easily see the things you cannot. And if you can't see, you could end up dead. Like in this story inspired by Grace. Thank you to our patron, Lizzie B., whose name we'll be using in this story. Oliver's parents had been divorced for a few years now, so he was used to going back and forth between homes by the time he was 15. He got the best of both worlds. The city life with his mom and the country life in the middle of nowhere with his dad. One night at his dad's, Oliver was FaceTiming his girlfriend in his room. The family dog, Rufus, could be heard barking downstairs in the living room, which wasn't uncommon as he would bark at squirrels and coyotes if they roamed the property. Oliver barely noticed anymore, but when his dad yelled at him to check on Rufus, he realized that Rufus was more animated and snarly than usual. Oliver told his girlfriend Lizzie he'd call her right back. He headed downstairs and saw Rufus with his face barking at the window. He was on his hind legs and all the hair was sticking up on his back. Rufus had never behaved like this before. As Oliver tried to calm him down, in the reflection of the glass, he swore he saw a woman standing outside. She was staring at him, which caused him to startle and step back. But upon looking closer, she was gone. Perhaps Oliver just mistook her for his own reflection, he thought. The barking continued, so he opened the door leading to the back deck just to have a look around. As he did, Rufus ran past him and into the darkness of the property. Oliver yelled for Rufus to return, but he realized he didn't have any shoes on and headed back inside. As he crossed the threshold of the door, a female voice whispered, Is she pretty? Oliver closed the door. A chill went up his back. Was he hearing things too? After his dad learned about Rufus running off, he went out to look for him, leaving Oliver alone in the house. Oliver called Lizzie back 
As he was walking through the house, Lizzie asked who he had over. What do you mean? Oliver asked. She said, the woman in the kitchen behind you. Who is that? Oliver turned around to an empty kitchen. He assumed Lizzie was playing with him until he saw a woman in black pass by the kitchen window. Again, he heard, is she pretty? Oliver dropped the phone. When he picked it back up, his jaw dropped. Lizzie was still there looking relieved to see him. However, behind Lizzie was the woman in black. The same exact woman who had been at Oliver's house was now standing right behind Lizzie. Oliver tried to warn her. He told her to turn around, to fight. But Lizzie didn't understand what he was talking about. Just then, the woman in black raised up a knife and Oliver screamed for Lizzie to run. Lizzie turned around, but it was obvious she couldn't see anything. When the knife flashed, he squeezed his eyes shut for just a second. When he reopened them, Lizzie's lifeless body lay on the floor, covered in blood. The woman in black then picked up the phone to face Oliver and said, She was pretty. Then she began to lick the knife. Oliver screamed, throwing his phone against the wall and ran out of the house, terrified. He rushed past his dad and Rufus, now on a leash, and ran and ran as far away from the house as possible. Lizzie's murder was never solved. Thank you so much, Grace, for inspiring this tale for us. I'm sure our listeners will keep it in mind the next time they're FaceTiming. What would you do if you saw someone in the background of your video call? Would you rather see them and have a fighting chance or just let them take you without warning? Some people love taking a walk down memory lane. But all too late, they realize that memories can be devastating nightmares. Bree stood impatiently on her front porch. It had been four years since her best friend, Finn, had moved out of state, and she couldn't wait to finally be reunited. So much had happened since the sixth grade, Bree wondered if it would be strange being together again. But as soon as Finn pulled up in a beat-up station wagon, music blaring, Bree knew he was the same loud, clumsy dude he'd always been. Later, the two reminisced about the games they used to play and mischief they'd gotten into. Finn remembered Bree's collection of dolls and how they creeped him out. While they'd been put away years ago, Bree's memories were filled with dress-up and tea parties. Again, Finn reminded her that one in particular had eyes that didn't match the others. They were solid black. Bree, remembering that it had beautiful hazel eyes, suggested they pull the dolls out of the attic so she could prove him wrong. After several minutes of shuffling through boxes, there they were. All six dolls in their boxes. Finn immediately spotted the one called Samantha. And just like he said, her eyes were completely black. She didn't look like the doll on the box, but something far more sinister. Bree was taken aback. 
as the only thing she could remember was that Samantha was her last doll. She'd stopped collecting them after her, but she couldn't remember why. Finn playfully grabbed Samantha and began miming her voice, calling her the devil's child. Bree laughed at her friend being silly. Just then, the door to the attic slammed shut, plunging them into darkness. Bree called out to Finn. He threw Samantha across the attic and blindly ran toward Bree. I told you. I told you something was wrong with that doll, he whispered in her ear. They began to make their way to the attic, but with each step, another came from the direction of where Samantha had been thrown. If they took two steps, they heard two steps, those steps growing closer, and the friends decided to run the rest of the way. Once they reached the door, they realized it was locked from the outside. They banged pushed and pulled, but the door didn't budge. Suddenly, the temperature plummeted, and the steps that they had heard, the tiny steps that they could hear, were now just inches behind them. Finn grabbed onto Bree's hand. They could see each other's faces through a light coming through a crack in the door jamb. That is, until Finn was ripped away suddenly and thrown clear across the attic. Bree could hear him bouncing from one side to the next, crashing into boxes, letting out painful screams along the way. Then, a huge crash and silence. Bree heard the attic door slowly unlock, and as it opened, she could see Finn lying on the floor, covered in scratches and blood. He wasn't moving. She ran to him, and his eyes were wide open. She leaned in closer, begging for him to be okay, but all she saw as she kneeled inches from his face were two solid black eyes and his lifeless body. Through her tears, she looked up for answers. In the corner sat Samantha, looking just like her regular self, with her deep, dark eyes. But now, she had a newly painted grin on her face. This week's podcast stories were edited by Markia McCarty, Sarah Lukasiewicz, and Janine Pipe. Narration by Markia McCarty. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Art and graphics by Mari Carlson. Produced by Hannah Mullen and Marquia McCarty. Executive producer, Gail Gilman. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman. If you'd like to support Something Scary and all the work we do, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. And if you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Until next time, my dark darlings. Sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.